This episode of Scott Church American Photographer is brought to you by the Downtown Lounge. Lebanon's premier sports bar. Hi, Danette. This is the first episode back in a long time, and uh, I really think you're going to like it. Warn me about any type of thing like that, then when I start to get into my head. No, it's totally just started. It already started? Yeah, it's already running. I'm okay. going to set it right here on uh, Okay, so what are, we food. what are we discussing? What? Well, my food isn't there anymore. It's empty. Well, the, 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 the thing that used to house your food before you housed your food. So we were talking about the preparation that you go through coming to see me every year. Yes. And it made me smile. Yes. Oh, fuck me. Have you been living the dream? Living the dream, she says. My God, outstanding. What else would you like to know? As I do. Where have you good. been? Been living in Vegas. I moved there. Oh, right. A year ago. But. Do you like it? Is it crazy? Is that big orb thing really cool? I still have yet to see it. Everybody keeps telling me about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is good because I am busy. Good. But aside from that, I do not know how I feel about it. I think it's just because I've learned that I am a New Yorker at heart. Mm. And, and it's really different. Yes. Really different. So I kind of have to, I mean, I've always stayed in my own lane. Yeah. But I think the practice of staying in my lane all these years of competing, when I go to do a show, I kind of zero out of everybody else and into myself. Right. I kind of, um, I mean, now it's a little bit different. Now I have a very, very reliable coach and I have a small circle of people and I know who to call when it's an SOS type of a thing, which is, again, a very, very, very small circle. Yeah. But, um, the, it's almost like the same concept when I'm in Vegas. I have to zero in on myself. And um, stay in my lane and try and stay on focused on the things that I need to get done and I want to get done because I eventually do want to move back to New York. It sounds lonely. Yeah. But I always, I know that Vegas is always going to be there. I do believe that I'm going to, I want to keep my place. Um, you know, I want to turn my condo into an Airbnb, my car into a Turo. And, you know, as soon as I can accomplish the things that I want to out there and move my plans back to the city, then I will move back to New York. What's your list for Vegas? Like, what do you what do you want to accomplish there yet? Well, I teach group. Here's the thing: a lot of what I'm doing, what I've been doing in Vegas, are things that I've always done, or I've done many, many moons ago when I lived in Philly. I'm just doing them. I'm doing them again. But the thing is, there's a lot of stuff in New York. I was. I was trying to do, and I'll go through that list in a moment, um, that just never transpired, 
one of the reasons was I was so focused in on competing and I coached myself for a long time. So I was my own coach and that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, which most people don't understand, but you understand. And when I would go to apply for certain things in New York, um, either the hours like wouldn't line up with my own training schedule or I was told I was underqualified. Um, so for example, I taught for 14 years. I started teaching when I was 11. No, I started teaching, I started working when I was 11 years old, but I started teaching dance classes when I was 14 and I taught for 14 to for 12 years. I taught dance classes and then I taught fitness classes. And last couple of years I was living in Philly before I moved to New York, I was personal training. So one thing that I'm revisiting right now is I'm going back to teaching group fitness. So I'm teaching Pilates. Uh, I also teach spin, which I love. Um, And then what I want to revisit next as well is personal training. Yeah. Um, And also um, I am revisiting, which I did in New York, but I'm revisiting um, nightlife and and dancing at clubs. Right. But um, the thing is when I was in New York, and this is something that I've learned about my body. Um, I would dance on the weekends, but I would maintain bodybuilder schedule during the week. Mm-hmm. So, well, and what I mean by bodybuilder schedule is I had my own, like, day schedule. So I would wake up early during the week and I would stay up late on the weekends and it was wrecking um, my health a lot. So a year right. ago, I kept doing that and it started to really wreck my health to the point where... Uh, Unfortunately, I had a very negative, um, had a very negative, uh, the relationship was, was very toxic, but aside from that, I had a very, a very poor coaching. Yeah. And so I had to go through a series of, I let him go. And by the time, um, I let him go, it was kind of too late. I had to go on a series of, um, hormone replacement therapy because my, my body wasn't producing any, um, estrogen, any testosterone whatsoever. I also had a major thyroid issue, a lot of adrenal fatigue, and um, Jesus, it's, it's sad. And what's, what's even more sad is I even did everything I could to voice to this coach, like, listen, this, I can feel my health deteriorating. And he just kept telling me, this is what it is. And, you know, this is, this is what bodybuilding is and you need to learn. And even though I had been doing this for so long and I knew the signs, um, it, it's, 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 it's really hard because how do you listen to you want to listen to your coach, but your body's telling you something is really fucking hurting you and you don't know and you don't know what to do. It's it's it. And especially when you're so close to a show, it's almost like, do I listen to my body and make my own decision? It's a, it's a double-edged sword. I could listen to my body and add in some foods that I know that my endocrine endo Endocrine. Endocrine system needs, my thyroid needs. I know how to speak. You're doing great. I'm also doing my, my eye makeup at the same simultaneously. So so there are certain foods that the, the female body needs, especially All right, say it one more time. So no, because I'm gonna fuck that. it up and I should know better. Endocrine. Endocrine, Endocrine system. All right, sorry for the so it's like, break. I got a phone call. At the same time, like another thing about me, I am a Dom, but all DOMs I don't like, I don't like to admit this, but all doms do have a submissive side. And the way I express uh, my submissive side is expressed 
is through having a coach. Mm. Coach okay. tells you X, Y, and Z, and I execute it. You get reward, whether that's praise from a coach or when he ups your food. Do or... you see your coach as a dom, or do you feel like as a dom you're coaching your submissives? Both. Ooh. Both. What I mean, I feel like those are two opposite questions. Yes. How do you see your coach? He's my authority. He's literally, he's my authority figure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a lone soldier. Mm. I am everything else aside from that. I am my own mother. I am my own father. I am my own lover. I am my own best friend. I'm not to say that I don't have um, people that love me who are around me, and I, I do. I.E. you. I do. Um, but I am... I truly find myself to be somebody who is completely responsible for really everything yeah. in their life. And I know we all are, but I, I this is going to sound arrogant, but I know that I carry more responsibility than anyone could ever understand. And it's, it's, I think I, I've been doing that longer than I've given myself credit for. Yeah. Um, I think if I did give myself a little bit more credit, I wouldn't be so hard on myself, but I think that's the parent in me, me parenting myself. It is what it is. So, how that long being have said, you been competing? I've been competing since 2013. I started weightlifting on and off in high school, and then I went to college for dance. And I didn't weight train during my semesters because you know I was dancing all the time. But in the summer times, I, I taught myself how to lift. And um, then right after college, I was kind of over using dance as like my exercise. And I was like, okay, now I want to take bodybuilding or weight training really seriously. So I started working with trainers. That was January, 2011. And then the start of 2013, it was February. Um, actually, we'll go through all the changes. So uh, January, 2013, got my boobs done. And then February, 2013, I dyed my hair from, um, well, from brown to red. And before it was brown, it was blonde. Mm -hmm. And then that same month, I started to compete. And I and that was also the same month I started to study aerials, too. So it was when a lot was of changes. the first time you came to see me? It was 2014. So that okay. was the first... The first year I competed was, uh, like, the baby organization um, in Philly called Ms. or Ms. Natural Philadelphia. And then I did another organization and you know what i can't fucking remember the name of it but it was another baby organization it was the following year it was when i started to compete in the npc and the npc is what qualifies you for the ifbb and the ifbb um is the league that brings you to the olympia yeah so it 2014 to me was like the finally the serious year 2013 was like the experimental year Right. type of thing which again I had I had one shitty coach started with one shitty coach and then I transferred to a better coach but outcomes weren't as great but even though I placed great both shows I remember um I even got best presentation award for my second show that was like a big deal but 
2014, that's when I was like, I got a, I had a woman that I worked with, um, bless her. Cause she passed away actually, um, a couple years ago. Uh, she had been through some shit and she was actually very hard on me. And again, she, she kind of put me through another set of trauma, but, um, you know, I forgave her and she's in a good place right now. I know she didn't, she, she meant well, I, I don't take it personally. And I, I only wish good things upon her cause she still taught me a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Does that answer your question so far? Yeah. Okay. It's really amazing how the people that hurt us the most can have the most influence and effect on us becoming better people sometimes. Well, you know, um, <laughs> we're all, I mean, I like to think that not everybody, but, you know, people in our lives for, I know, I really do think that people in our lives for, for reasons. And if you don't have a reason, maybe it's not a reason that you you know just yet i mean i think we're all here to balance out each other's karma whether it be good or bad mm. and there's always something to learn from somebody and however long the chapter is reason season lifetime i mean isn't that what we always say yeah yeah and um and sometimes you need breaks from things or breaks from people um in order to appreciate them it's i mean i know that about new york i mean the anxiety i used to get from living in that city it was overwhelming it was to the point where I couldn't do anything I think that's one of the reasons why things just were stalling and not taking off I just didn't have the enthusiasm I had the enthusiasm to put much in myself in terms of weight training and, and doing tumbling and aerials and all that kind of stuff but aside from anything else I couldn't put my energy into any any anyone or anything else and if I yeah. did it would have just been not toxic but it would have been it would have been too draining um, right. I needed to learn how to I needed to, I needed a time to to break from the chaos. And now when I go back, I I still feel the chaos, but I can recognize it and learn how to hold myself better and deflect it. Yeah. And and keep the energy within myself because I don't think anyone realizes how sensitive I am, and I've grown to be more sensitive um, as I've gotten older. Um, that comes with being an empath, whether people want to think that's hippie shit or not. Um, mm. I I whatever energy that somebody has around me, I can feel it, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. And people don't understand, even if it's good energy, and it picks you up, it is draining as fuck. So there are like certain. Um, there are certain mechanisms and, and, and tools and practices that I have to use in order to keep myself spiritually centered because if I'm not spiritually centered, um, you know, everything else is a domino effect. My training, um, the way I speak, the way I sleep, uh, the way I communicate with others. Yeah. And again, I am a full-time athlete and I am also a, a businesswoman too. And it's at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more people into my life. I have finally have a, a manager for my video content, which is, it takes a huge weight off my back. I have a reliable coach who I've, I've been on, on and off with for a couple of years, but I know that he is my coach for life and I, I love him to death. Mm. Um, it's, it's a great feeling, um, to delegate these things to people that I now trust. Um, and I'm grateful for all the mistakes that I made along the way, all the bad coaching, um, all, the, all the other people that I've, I've trusted and who kind of, uh, God, threw me under the bus in one way or another. Uh, I'm grateful to, to be able to delegate and have the strength to delegate too because people don't understand also like sometimes I just 
another reason why things aren't haven't been moving forward as fast for me or because I want to do everything myself because I know the way I do things I'm going to like and there's a fear when you when you put into somebody else it's like okay is this going to turn out the way that I want it to yeah but um you know and like you were saying earlier um off the podcast like people come into your life and situations and circumstances happen at their timing right when but, you're ready for them yes but the, you can't the important control that. things yeah. that, are, that that happen to you happen when you need them the most mm-hmm. it, it can be balance or it can be benefit but this is what you needed right now yes and you know I, it's it's crazy because I haven't shot with you in two years and yeah, I was, damn it, has it been that long? Yes. And I've been beating myself up again. Like, why could you, like, it, it was, it's so easy for you. Like, why couldn't you have just gotten in the car so many times and just shot with Scott? But I look back at it just like, you know what? I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready to, I, I don't even feel like anyone, people have seen a lot of me. I, I you know, there's been an, enough of yeah. me out. But at the same time, nobody has seen the true me and the reason why is because I'm busy exploring it. Right. You know, we live in a world of social media and there are some influencers and it's impressive who have been posting every fucking day, right. especially some of the people I look up to for years. But at the same time, like, I mean, there, there are periods of times where I've gone months without posting anything. And I, I be, I've beaten myself up for that. And I admire the people who can stay so consistent with it. It really is a special kind of, but dude, you got industry, it. Industry, a special need... kind of, of of talent to be able to produce content every day. But what do you think about it? Like, how many movie stars or like music artists have taken turns? I mean, is ever you know is is every actress out there making a movie all the time? No, of course not. Exactly. That's ridiculous. I I think it's ridiculous to put that kind of pressure on yourself or for anyone well to and, and, and that's the thing man is we've been that's what a celebrity is supposed to be now yeah you know that's that's what a, what being constant that's what a person of interest is is supposed to be now you yeah. know it, it it's it's constant content if you're yeah. not producing constant content you're you're People aren't gonna. People are just gonna stop paying attention. But the thing is, if I have, if I had been, and I'm gonna say this with confidence, if I had been producing consistent con- uh, con- content, it would have been the same fucking show, and I would have been bored as fuck. Exactly. And it would have fucking died on a fucking vine. You you need to have time to recreate to be creative. Yes, and I wish I. You know what? I I went to fucking college for for specifically for choreography. I wanted to ask. There was a there was a question. Yes. How much do you think your history in dance has benefited you and in your competition? Or or not? Okay, so in in one aspect i am a fitness competitor meaning we have to do um a, a sh- what we call a strength and agility routine and that's two-thirds of our score so i have to basically do a tumbling routine right. we're not so we don't have to tumble but at the end of the day the girls who fucking tumble are the ones who place better i don't know how to fucking tumble i fell into the category by accident because my coach at the time said you're a dancer you can just do that shit and then i right. went up on stage and i did like a fucking like contemporary burlesque routine and I thought the judges were gonna fucking like slit a, a knife through my 
fucking throat or some shit because they really? were like, this is, yes, they gave me the dirtiest fucking looks. I did a Jessica Rabbit routine I, and I, I took off my dress up on stage and I was like, ta-da, and I loved it. Right. And they, it wasn't, it, it just, it wasn't their flavor of ice cream and I don't blame them, but I didn't know. Yeah. Whatever. The point was, if I did see what was supposed to be done, um, I probably wouldn't have done the division, but because I got up on stage and I was and I did it that yeti showing up is half the battle of and course I, and I if I would have just seen the routines I would have been like fuck this but because I already did it and the worst happened I was like okay I can learn some skills and, and right. I have so going back to what you asked um how did dance influence competing so in one aspect being a dancer has helped um my routines in that I am a very good performer because not to say these aren't girls aren't good but sometimes um, their routines are very X, Y, and Z. It's like skill, 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 skill. And no, not a lot of them like actually perform or, or um, show enthusiasm or anything like that. I, I'm gonna, it's so terrible of a thing to say, but you know what I mean. I understand. I, I, I'm a little bit more animated or I'm a little in, in one way or another, whether it be happy, sad, indifferent. Um, in terms of dancing and like the bodybuilding um, sides of it, um. I mean, I think it's just the the discipline. So, like, I mean, when you're going to college for dance, too, like, you know, your dance classes are, are your classes. You go right. to class. If you don't go to class, then you fail. Um, so the thing is, what a lot of people will always ask me, like, how do you have the motivation to go to the gym? And the answer to that is always, I don't necessarily have the motivation to go to the gym. I have the discipline to go to the gym. Mm, okay. Um, and discipline is what creates good habits and those habits are what shape you. And those habits are, are individualized um, or, or should be individualized. Um, some people try and force habits that may not work for them. Um, and that's that, that, you know, so something like that, that calls a, you know, a time for, uh, reevaluation, but also um, a lot of what dancing has done for me is a, uh, is a form of self-expression and also a form of therapy because here's the thing I have a lot of energy mm-hmm. and if I don't move it or use it correctly it turns into stress and that again it has a domino effect on my both my on my body physically on myself emotionally mentally and spiritually so a lot of mornings, people don't know this, but um, especially when I first moved to Vegas and my endocrine system was starting to fail, there were so many mornings I would roll over and I would just literally just say to myself, I don't want to be here. Mm. And it, it was it was hard at the time because I, you know, I had a good roof over my head and I had a very good roommate because um, I couldn't afford to have my own place just yet. I had a, at the time I had 10,000, when I first moved to Vegas, I had about $10,000 in credit card debt. And, you know, I couldn't afford to have my own place or anything like that. And, um, you know, it was, it was the only line of work that I really could do was dancing. Um, it was hard to do webcam, you know, at home with having a roommate and everything else like that. But anyway, so moving on, it was, yeah. So I would wake up every morning and I just, I really didn't like that I had to, as much, as much as the person I was living with was such a good guy, um, I still wanted and craved my own space. It was the first time I had a roommate since my ex and that was in 2012. So we're talking like I'm used to living by myself for 10 and a half years and now all of a sudden I'm going to have a roommate. 
Um, so, yeah. Um, and I swear, the there are two things that kept me going. One was my dog, of course, mm. Bradley. Um, you know, I, I know for a fact that if he's my only family, and I knew that if I went, um, I would not want him to be with literally anybody else. Yeah. That was one side of it. The other side of it was I would say to myself, okay, just get up. You go to the gym. You get on the cardio machine. You do however long you need to do, which, which you know, which depending upon what, you know, what the goal was depends upon how long I do cardio. You stretch. And after that, the depression would go away. And I... To this day, there are still sometimes I go through that. There are still some days I go through that, especially now because essentially I just I've been going through it. Even though I have my own place now, thank God, um, you know, and I I have paid off that credit card debt. Um, I still have I still don't have furniture, but I paid off my credit card debt. Um, and I'm you know, um, probably shouldn't say that, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, there are still days I roll over and I I'm, I I just say to myself, oh my God, like I. I don't want to be here, but I, I just tell myself the same thing. Just get out the door, look at the sun, get on the cardio machine, come back, and it, it goes away. So, yeah, that's probably a longer answer than what you're looking for. But no, know. man. Uh, I hope that answered everything. Hmm. I'm so glad you came to see me. Likewise. And you are really, you are the number one person I trust for my work, this work. Mm. I love you too. Mm -hmm. Likewise. Anything else you want to know? Next year will be 10 years. It will be 10 years. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's going to keep going. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Because this isn't like I'm just showing up until next year, Scott. Because now I'm in a, I can feel it. I'm in a shift. Yeah. Like I haven't, you know, I'm not announcing it, but I can, I, I felt it arising. Like I'm in a shift and I'm about to come back. I needed some time. I had no idea how long it was going to be. Wasn't yeah. expecting it to be this long, but that's okay. I still did stuff along the way, but I feel like I'm about to more into my own it's funny when you know it's coming mm -hmm. your intuition is a whisper your intuition doesn't shout it's a whisper and only you can feel it so that's it's literally nobody else's responsibility to tell you when you're ready um I had a mentor even say to me, it's right around the time of my birthday, which was oh, like six weeks ago. He said, this is a time for self. And I said, well, how long is this going to be? He was a spiritual advisor. Yeah. And he said, as long as you need it to be. And I felt, again, I felt a kind of pressure, like I need to have a deadline. And then I also remember a quote that is posted up in one in my gym in Vegas, Powerhouse Gym. I go to two gyms, Dragon's Lair and Powerhouse. And in Powerhouse, which I, I consider that to be like my home gym. Yeah. 
Iris Kyle, who, if you don't know who Iris Kyle is, shame on you. 10-time uh, Ms. Olympia winner. She has a quote that says, dreams don't have deadlines. And it's true. Because when you get there, You're not going to be thinking about how long it took to get there. You're just going to know that you got there. Mm. I like that. Me too. See, I'm not so bad. I like that a lot. I know a thing or two. I've yeah. been around the block once or twice. Once or twice. Hey, man, I think that was a good podcast. I do. Uh, I agree. That was, you know, that's why I'm glad we did this, you know. Without you warning me. Never warn me about a podcast. <laughs> this is all bullshit I say to myself every fucking day. Right. And if you would have said we're doing a podcast tomorrow, if I wasn't losing you my mind enough as it think, is. Thought, think about it the whole way here. Yes. And it was so much better that you weren't concerned about it. And, and look, I, I haven't done it in a while and I'm going to start, you know, doing it again, you know, pretty regularly. Because um, I have a lot of people that I want to talk to that I didn't talk to before. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I, you even mentioned this, um, at one year before I remember yeah, you were like, yeah. let's do a podcast. And I was like, how do we do that? And you said, we put it on my phone. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> and one day I want to have a podcast too. It's going to be called stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> or I'm a ray of fucking sunshine. I'm go. not sure which one, <laughs> but regardless, um, tell people how to find you. Um, Instagram at Defiant Layla Michaela. I used to be known as Misfit Layla Michaela. We got rid of Misfit and I am Defiant Layla Michaela, AKA Ms. Defiance. Um, Defiance is actually my stripper name in Vegas. That's why I changed Misfit to Defiance because I was trying to wrap everything up a little bit more. Um, and the reason why is because when you are dancing at the Rhino, they have like a thousand girls. <coughs> employed so literally every stage name is on the planet is taken but i knew if i chose defiance i could keep it consistent and no one would ever take it because who has ever had that stage name so there's that instagram at Def and tiktok at defiant layla michaela you could only also find me on twitter that's just layla michaela and then also only fans layla michaela I also have a website, www.laylamichaela.com. It is also under construction at the time, but there are going to be um, videos up for purchase on that, and that should be releasing in the next couple of weeks. I think that is everything. Awesome. It is awesome. It's so great to see you. Likewise. You're awesome. Oh, that's it. That's enough today for today. That's the show. <laughs>